One instance where Dr. Fauci was right first, before he before he Wait, decided. To, so, so, you know, Mr. Kirsch, just real quickly describe who you are, how you got involved in this, and what point you want to make. Sure. My name is Steve Kirsch. Um, I used to be a high tech uh, executive. My company was shut down. I started the COVID-19 Early Treatment Fund. Was featured on 60 Minutes for discovery of, or for the funding of fluvoxamine, uh, which has proven to be reduced death by 12, a factor of 12, and still the NIH won't um, recommend it for s some reason. Um, and I'm also the founder of the uh, Vaccine Safety Research Foundation. Okay, you, you have a mask there you want to talk about? Yeah, so, um, so there are only two randomized studies that have been done for masks and COVID. And they looked at cloth masks and surgical masks. And in both studies, there was zero effect. So the most recent one was the Bangladesh study. And what we did is we got a hold of the original data set that was used for the paper, and we did the graphs. There is no difference at all between wearing a cloth mask and not wearing a cloth mask. The curves were identical, and they misrepresented it in the study as showing that it works. If you actually look at the data, and you plot the data, and you can get the data because it's publicly available, you will find that the curves are identical. There is no difference between the, the cloth mass and the surgical mass. We're in between the cloth mass. So if you had a, a red cloth mask, it worked. If you had a purple cloth mask, it didn't work at all, and the surgical masks were in between the two. In other words, it's all statistical noise. These masks do not work at all, and the N95 masks are maybe slightly better, but only for a very short amount of time. If you're in a room with someone um, for any amount of time, even with an N95, it's not going to work. The only mask that is proven to work is the one that they don't tell people about and that nobody wears. <laughs> yeah. This is the only mask that works. So this is called a P100 mask. It is 150 times more effective than an N95 mask. This is the only mask that has a chance of working. It's never been tested for the coronavirus, but it should be 150 times better than almost zero. Uh, I, I'm, and, I'm, a, I'm a little reluctant to even have you talk about it because I'm afraid the Biden administration just might allocate about $100 billion to send those out to everybody. Yeah. yeah. But here, here's, here's what it's like. So you put this arm like this, and then you strap it, and then you talk to people just like this. And this will filter it out. But, but, there's a yeah, problem. I'm, I'm, afraid that, I'm, I'm, afraid, I'm afraid they're going to require that for air, flight, air travel. So. Un, but okay. but no, one important thing is that this mask works only in one direction. It will work to protect you. But not some. But there's no filter on the outside, because if it was filtered on the outside, you wouldn't be able to breathe. Right. Okay. So it, it works, but it only works one way, and if they were really serious about protecting the American public, they would require everyone to wear this, in which case everyone would rebel and we would have no mask mandate. And of course, we... And, so, so w one other point on masks, and we don't have a, psych a psychiatrist unless somebody wants to speak to this, but I think it's obvious. I don't think we really need to, the harm done to our children, 
in terms of development, speech. I mean, all these things have been written about widely. I mean, just even uh, their oxygen levels. Uh, uh, Senator Johnson, the, the, there's one important study that actually ties everything up. It was the Swedish study by Ludvigsen, and he was canceled because of this study. He looked at the 1.95, I think you mentioned it. 1.8, I thought. 1.9 million sweet kids across the entire pandemic from zero to 16 years old, all in primary school, secondary school. And what they found was that there were zero deaths in Sweden in children. And what was critical about that study was that there was no lockdowns, there were no school closures, and there were no masks. It was not even testing whether you had masks and it worked. There were no masks and there were zero deaths. And that, that was an actual seminal study. And thank you for mentioning it. Well, again, we, we've talked about the stratification but, of severe illness with uh, COVID that's been ignored, but Dr. Urso. Yeah, I just wanted to enter into the record, uh, clean this up a little bit. Masks have been looked at for three decades or so where there's been randomized controlled trials. So there's roughly, I don't know, 12 or so randomized controlled trials. There's zero randomized controlled trials that show mass stop the spread of respiratory disease. And that's including N95. And for everyone, N stands for non-oil resistant. 95 stands for 95% airborne particles of which all viruses fit through. So I usually tell people that, you know, wearing an N95 also has not been shown in randomized controlled trials to be effective. Um, but more importantly, the, the capsule on these viruses are an oil capsule. And I tell people it's like peeing in a pool. It goes right through. It doesn't stick to water, water molecules. It, it, it's an oil capsule virus. At the end of the day, the data is what it is. There's zero, repeat, zero randomized controlled trials at all showing that mass stops better upper respiratory disease. So let's move on to the second pillar, discuss early treatment a little bit more robustly. And I'm, I'm actually going to reward one of the, uh, I, we're getting all kinds of questions from Rumble, and I wish we could answer them all. But I've got one here from uh, uh, Sand M, it says. Uh, but my adult children, both fully vaccinated, got COVID, could not get treatment from doctors in Virginia, and they did not have mild cases. Uh, this person asked, what is the definition of mild? What, what I want to talk about is my first question, what, because I've heard this from so many constituents, so many people I've talked to that get that test, uh, start getting seriously ill, and they, because NIH, because, you know, I call them the COVID gods, literally have no recommendations I mean, the only people, you know, you've got uh, uh, FLCC here, you've got uh, Dr. McCulloch's protocol, that's pretty much about it. Um, what, are, what is a person supposed to do? When they, they, it's very difficult to find doctors who will treat. If you have a doctor who will treat, it's very difficult to find a pharmacy that will fill some of these drugs. You know, some of them that haven't been uh, poisoned, uh, you can get, but, you know, I mean, the, the big ones, the ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, it's very good. So what are, what is a person to do when they or a loved one gets COVID? So can I just ask, answer what the NIH recommendation is, and, and they've made sure. it public? Well, no, we, we want to know what somebody's supposed to do, like, do. <laughs> okay, well, well, the NIH tells you to go home, take fluids, take Tylenol, and you stay at home until you get blue, and you can't breathe, and then you go to hospital, and then they isolate you like a prisoner, give you remdesivir and dexamethasone, and then you die. 
That's the NIH recommendation. No, we'll, get, we'll get to that phase. So obviously here, what we're saying, and Dr. McCulloch has said this and all we've said, this is a treatable disease. COVID-19 is a treatable disease. But what's critical is timing because of this viral load. You treat early. You don't wait for the test. When patients have symptoms of COVID, you treat them like they have COVID. And there are effective treatments to treat them. So, so again, it's, so I understand that, but people can't find doctors like you, okay? Uh, they, they just can't. So is it, before they can find a doctor like you, and hopefully there'll be more, I mean, I know you, some people are doing telemedicine and online, that type of thing. What are they supposed to do? And I, I see ben somebody, somebody in the... Uh, no, so, ben, go ahead. Come on up and introduce yourself. By the way, this is a really important question. This is what people yes, sir, are Sir, this is an important question. Uh, I'm Ben Marble, MD. I'm the uh, founder of MyFreeDoctor.com. So um, we've delivered over 150,000 free doctor visits to America, uh, delivering the early treatment McCulloch protocol. We've only lost four patients. We have a 99.9. So repeat that. So you've treated through tele telemedicine yes, 150,000 COVID patients. Yes, sir. With your team? Yes, with the team. We have a team of volunteer free doctors that do donate their time to help treat these patients that come to us. They go to myfreedoctor.com and uh, they answer our questionnaires. We deliver the early treatment protocols to them as early as we can. And we have a 99.99% .99 survival rate. So I believe uh, myfreedoctor.com, the, the volunteer free doctor team, we have settled the science on this early treatment works, period. Okay, so uh, let, let me. So, let, let, Excellent. so I will repeat this. So it's free doctor. Myfreedoctor.com. My, my, my. Okay, my. Okay. Um, can you tell me uh, what, tell us the cornucopia drugs you use. What, what is your basic protocol? Are you using one We're of using the McCulloch protocol, which is essentially the controversial drugs, of course, ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine. It also includes monoclonal antibodies. Uh, prednisone, budesonide, uh, and several other prescription drugs that are low-cost generic prescription drugs. And of course, we use the over-the-counter, uh, you know, vitamin D, vitamin C, zinc, quercetin. Well, you, you mentioned budesonide uh, together with Senator Paul, and I'm sorry, I, I'm terrible with names, a doctor in Texas. We sent information after a, a, a study in England saying it was what, what, what percent effective? It was very, over 80%. Right. And again, we still don't recommend that. Uh, Dr. Corey, th thank you very much. Th first of all, thank you for being a doctor. Thank you for providing that service. Thank you, sir. Yeah, I, I just wanted to, to second the applause to Dr. Marble and his, his service and his practice. Um, you know, your question of how to treat this, it, it, you know, in my opening statement, I called out the corruption, right? The corruption is because they don't want you to use off-label, repurposed generic medicines. It does not provide profit to the system. And so that early treatment and its efficacy and the availability is being suppressed. What had happened in this country, and I have to call it out, is, again, I use the words absurdity and obscenity, but these are crimes. You know what's going on in this country right now? Is that the CDC has been captured by the pharmaceutical industry. They sent out a memo in August of 2021. They sent out a similar memo back in the spring of 2020. 
telling the nation's physicians and pharmacists not to use generic medicines. We are now in a state in this country where it, Senator Johnson asked the question, how can we get the average U.S. citizen to treat or, or get treated? We have pharmacists across the land who are refusing, refusing to fill these because they've been manipulated and brainwashed into thinking that, it, that the FDA hasn't approved the use, as if that matters. Off-label prescriptions and prescribing has been going on for decades. It's encouraged when there are no effective treatments. Yet I have to, when I try to treat uh, uh, my patients, and Dr. Marble can attest to this, we have pharmacists who refuse to fill some of the safest and low-cost medicines known in the history of medicine. Dr. Marek talked about that. These are extremely safe, extremely low cost. They do not provide profit. The CDC has intervened and have manipulated the doctors. I need to make that message clear to all physicians in the land. These are highly effective medicines. They're not being used. The pharmacists are not filling. All the pharmacists in the land, you have to understand that you are obstructing the good and sound conduct of medicine. It has to stop. It has to stop. We have people dying. And, you know, Dr. Marble's practice, the, the volume of patients that MyFreeDoctor.com has served is, is, is really almost miraculous, right? However, there also are other telehealth practices, and I don't want to, you know, take away from Ben, but our, our nonprofit organization, on our website, we have a, a button which says find a provider. We've tried to collect as many telehealth providers that treat all states in the country, and that is a resource. We've done that as a public service. We are trying to let that message be known because that message being suppressed that this, this, this disease is treatable, there are providers that treat, but how to find them is hard. And I'm glad you asked this question, Senator Johnson, because it's absolutely, I mean, these, I keep calling it out. These are crimes against humanity. We have patients who are falling ill with a treatable disease and they can't get treatment. So, but let, let me quick, before I kind of ask my next question, you published in your website or in your Substack. Uh, what are these called again? What kind of? Uh, those are called novel, barely tested, highly profitable. No, 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 I mean, that, 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 that type of chart. <laughs> okay, that chart is a, called a forest plot. So this is a forest plot of all the different types of drugs. I know it's hard to see. All the different drugs that there have been some research on. Um, and what was interesting about this chart is uh, Dr. Corey circled the ones that are recommended by our health agencies. Uh, they all range from 700 bucks up to... 3,200. All the ones that are not recommended are the ones that are, you know, a couple bucks. Uh, go figure. Um, Senator, can I have a word on? So that. that